0: I think social media is, is driving a lot of this adoption of of brand being more human and relatable. And the easiest way to do that is to put a relatable human in front of your business. <laughs> do you know, um, Austin Allred on Twitter? No. Austin Allred is the founder of Lambda School. It's, the uh, Programming, online programming school. Basically, in under a year, you can build all the skills to be a software developer. It's not a, even close to a computer science degree. You might not get all of the theoretical aspects behind software engineering, but you can get up and running, and go get a job. He is so active on Twitter and he's very much just himself, but he's also a little combative. He uh, fights people on Twitter essentially. And he's putting out pretty controversial opinions. But during the time that I've been following him over the last like two and a half years, maybe his following has grown by I don't know, maybe a hundred thousand people. <laughs> I don't know exactly how many followers he has, but he's grown his following a lot. And his following is directly correlated to the success of his business because the more people hear about him, boldly making claims about his business, um, being confident in denying other statements on twitter he has grown the profile of his business where now people it's it's a it is a cultural phenomenon on its own in tech how do you like should you go to lambda school should you go to other boot camps should you go get a computer science degree and a lot of the conversation circles around him that's because he's just unafraid to be vocal he's not necessarily right he's just vocal (laughs) but that doesn't change the outcomes for his business is that you get more attentions, you get more top of funnel awareness. And as long as you have a funnel that's optimized, um, he's just getting more people in the top, which means he gets more people out of the bottom. It's, it's a really interesting strategy and there's no one right way to do it for your business, but you can leverage the channels that make sense for you, uh, that you're comfortable in and put your brand, your personal brand in alignment with your business brand, especially as a founder or a CEO. Um, I think we see this also with the company away, the travel brand, uh, their CEOs or their their CEO and CMO are both very public facing, but one of them had when this whole fallout happened at away a couple months ago, one of them had personally, her personal brand went down and the other one had to kind of step in, take, take over, but their faces have been so tightly accompanied with the brand over the whole development over years that now, um, Things that happen inside the company that are their responsibilities also reflects poorly on them, uh, or or better on them. It just depends. Like they're these are the risks of attaching a personal brand to a business, but it also creates accountability um, and it, it makes maneuvering a little different than just saying putting out a memo. A memo is not as good as a person coming out on a video and saying uh, apologizing or taking a responsibility for things. So. Uh, the whole landscape is shifting, especially with social media. I think that's the big impetus for all this is, is, as well as there's so much more access to people. Um, the news cycle is a lot faster and things spread a lot wider, much more quickly. So, yeah, I think social media is is driving a lot of this adoption of, of brand being more human and relatable. And the easiest way to do that is to put a relatable human in front of your business. <laughs>
1: Do you want to make your sales more repeatable and reliable? Do you want to have less volatility and more growth in your revenue per month? At Strategy Sprints, we do only one thing, strategy and sprints. Strategy means having more revenue through a better offer. In sprints means having more energy in your team every week. Check out if your ROI is as high as it is for most service-based and online businesses and startups we work with which is over a hundred percent. You can see it in just 15 minutes by going to strategiesprints.com slash sales and completing our online exercise to know what your ROI would be with our accelerator program. We are ready to sprint. Are you?
0: I like the way you are building your brand and leading your field. I have the impression that you did really focus on one channel. But then you are consistently delivering one category, really one category, direct to consumer. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is DTC News 1, 2, 3. And it's like you are consistently shipping something Mm -hmm. there. And you can see it grow uh, very nicely. And and, and you are you. You Mm -hmm. You're not replicating any formula or any... Archetype
1: of marketing. Can you tell a little bit? How how do you do it?
0: Yeah, um, I think one is hmm. Okay, well I when I started really getting on Twitter, which was maybe a year ago, I started writing I was just writing random. I mean, I've been on Twitter for like a decade, but I wasn't really using it until about a year ago Um, and I started writing these threads these little like tear downs of brands that I saw so Okay, what about their social media strategy? What's happening on their site? And I've been working in product and e-commerce for a while. So I thought, okay, well, I know this stuff. I've been doing it every day. So let me just tear these things down. These things are pretty basic and standard from my perspective, not diminishing the challenge there, but I was very comfortable with it. When I started writing this stuff publicly, maybe I had like six likes on the first thing I put out. And then the next one I got 10 and the next one I got 40 and the next one I got 80 and then it got 200 300 400 likes and they were getting shared all over the place but it was about being consistent with writing threads in as for a specific customer on a specific channel and making myself known doing that every week for months so when i started with nothing by the time three months had happened i had grown a following people expected me to deliver threads. they expected me to deliver insights on a weekly or bi-weekly basis Now, here's the other part I'll say. Uh, Since then, I had, I mean, when I started doing that, I had started my consulting business. So that was a great channel for me to attract customers to myself. But when I joined Elliot, I got a little, not distracted, but I was busy with work, doing other things, branding, branding the business as well and building marketing channels. And I actually pulled up, I pulled back from um, writing as many threads and I've started writing them again. The reality is, when you stop doing something and then you wanna start it again, it, you can't expect the same results. Like I, it's a much bigger challenge for me now to build the following and engagement back up to where it was for this type of content. I still have the same amount of, I have more followers than I did before, but the momentum changes. So these are things that I, I think from a strategic perspective, um, when you're building a channel, when you're building a way of engaging with your customers, consistency is key. When you stop, you can't expect that the next time you start up will be the same. And people who run ads on Facebook or Instagram or Google will know this at any given point in time, you're never going to get the same people back into your funnel. You know, they're not going to click through your site the same way. So you can't expect your conversion rate on January 1st, 2020 to be the same one on 2021. It, It won't happen. Different customers, different market size, different bidding. So you're looking at any given point in time, you, need to ride the momentum as much as possible and know that um, the work you're doing is building. So that from my, in my experience, um, my personal brand grew because I was consistent on a channel. And my channel was Twitter for direct consumer people. Um, It's relatively simple, but the format, I mean, I'm also not the only person tweeting online about the subject. But when I started writing these threads, I was the only person maybe writing about e-commerce teardowns on Twitter for D2C brands. Uh, and that, that unique niche with me being who I am and just being personable as much as I could in those situations um, really helped. And I'm seeing that now translating to the other work I'm doing with, my, with Elliot. Um, I now have to explore other ways to get people involved, but those don't look like the thing I did before. So, I have to test What's something. What's the funnel at Elliot? Sorry? What's the funnel at Elliot? Yeah. Um, so, the, the funnel, essential, or I can say the audience that we're going after and the community we're trying to build. Because, let me start by saying that Elliot is not selling a product to somebody that has to make a single purchase. Or we need to get, then re-engage to do a repeat purchase. We are not selling... A $30 product online. We are are providing a platform for brands to make, for them to sell products to other people. So the challenges are slightly different. We're not trying to sell um, a thousand units of something a month. We're trying to build a community of a thousand sellers that are engaged and work together and understand what they're trying to accomplish. So the strategy has really been to build a community online through our personal networks. So I have my personal brand, the other two co-founders have their personal relationships as well. We're trying to build a community there, which is just one one one-to-one relationships with each other, building opportunities for the people in our community to engage without us being there, but also feel comfortable um, that they're kind of in this Elliot circle. And through that, doing we're doing things like the virtual mall. We're doing. We're going to be launching a, a shoppable marketplace with some of the brands in this virtual mall experience. The virtual mall is a spreadsheet, by the way. It's a Google sheet that people can go in and edit and add their own stores. Now, what happened is when we built this experience, we've had over 300 people request access to go and edit and add stores. That's 300 people that we didn't necessarily know before that have added themselves to the store, requested access, put their brands in there. Now we're in conversations with them about coming onto our platform. Some of them are already transitioning over. Um, then we have different experiences and shopping sprees that we're running in the virtual mall. All This whole thing is really about community building, but you can't do just one of them. You can do one and then you have to build on top of it with the next thing and on top of it with the next thing but you have to be consistent about delivering those community building experiences, continue to build the brand with with the same group of people over and over again. Now, this is for when in our mind, we're saying, how do we get one to 5,000 people that just love us and evangelize for us? That will get us to where we need to go next. Um, That is different than if you're trying to sell a product, but this mindset is the same is, How do you build opportunities for them to come to you and engage with you versus you having to go out and reach out to them cold? Um, And that doesn't necessarily mean that each person has to come in, but can you get somebody to engage with you in a way that makes them want to go re-engage one of their other friends and pull people in and build a network and community? Now, I actually put out a Twitter poll, I think like four or five days ago, which asked the question, are you building a community or are you building an audience? And I think the difference is an audience is one directional. It's a microphone or it's it's a megaphone in one direction. You're talking to people and you're hoping they make a decision and you do not really get to influence their decisions once you've said something. And the community is actually quite circular and you don't really know who started what. I don't know if it's me that started one of these projects or it was an inspiration from what somebody else said that made me do this, that brought them into the loop, that made them tell somebody else. And it's kind of just it goes you have to just ride that momentum um so yeah i hope that was helpful absolutely
1: we all know that working in sprints is better but how do we know what we should work on you're in luck because we have a 15 minute exercise that will give you complete clarity on where to take your project next go to strategysprints.com to complete our short exercise and meet one-on-one with an expert sprint coach to identify your number one bottleneck. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the strategy show. Make sure to like this video below and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with every episode of the strategy show. Get daily CEO tips from CEOs for CEOs.